Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. What's going on, everybody? Paul Bissonette here from the Spit and Chicklets podcast and now the TNT broadcast. I just want to give everybody a shout out and make sure you tune in to the ML Sports Platter. Another edition of the ML Sports Platter all over the major platforms like Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, you name it. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. You can hit me on Twitter as well, at Mike L Sports. Huge thanks to our friends from the Allen Angus Pub, Burton Ace Hardware, and Brian Comboy of Mass Mutual New York State. Tax-efficient retirement plans with Brian. Go with him today. We did. We're so happy with our financial future. Hey, you could be retiring. You could be sending a youngster to college. Whatever the case may be, man, finances in order. It's super important. And Brian can help you do that. Go get him on Facebook, LinkedIn, and advisors.massmutual.com. Tip of the cap, thank you as well to Camillo's Golf Club and our great friends over at Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company. This podcast is going to focus in on the Green Bay Packers and what is next for this franchise. Um, The season obviously ended just awful uh, for Green Bay. This was another year that was probably wasted, right, in the Aaron Rodgers tenure. Um, it ended ugly at home. This was a 13-4 and team. This was a team that went undefeated at home during the regular season, 8-0. and We know the elements. We know how hard it is to win at Lambeau. Um, but the Packers have actually, I mean, for all that discussion that we've had through the years, you know what? The Packers have lately made it pretty easy to win at Lambeau. I mean, it, if it's not one thing, it's another. You know, last year in the conference championship game against Tampa, um, you know, it was the end of the first half, and and Tampa had the ball, I can't remember the yardage, probably, you know, 40. It was probably a 40-plus yard throw, if I remember. And Brady goes back to pass, and there's single coverage on the left side. Well, why are you in single coverage within the final few seconds of the game? allowing an opportunity to throw a bomb, much like Tampa Bay did themselves against the Rams after they came back on L.A., um, you know, in the divisional round. So it just doesn't really make a lot of sense to me um, to, to run that coverage. Pettin, you know, gone. Now this year, you fast forward to this, and you had the whole offseason, the whole turbulent bullcrap with Rodgers. Is he staying? Is he going? Is he, you know, do you, does he want to get a trade? Do you want to trade him? Uh, does he retire and go host Jeopardy? Does he retire and go, you know, do whatever? Um, you know, and, and he comes back off of his Hawaii thing with, you know, a caveman hair style and 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 and, and all the uh, accolades and praise and everything you could imagine for the Packers franchise. And, you know, loves the fans, wants to win, uh, loves his teammates, all that sort of thing. And the beat goes on. And I thought this was really going to be a 
last dance situation like MJ and the Bulls in 98. I thought Green Bay, going into this year, had the best roster in the NFL. They had every complementary piece. They have all three phases. Offense, defense, special teams. They went out and got Corey Bajorkas. I know they lost Corey Lindsley in the offseason to the Chargers. The offensive line was still intact. The coaching is pretty good, led by Matt LaFleur. Brian Gutekinds is one of the best general managers in the NFL. He is able to build depth and versatility and balance on that roster. You know, they have superstar power with Rodgers and Adams, um, developing superstar power with some other guys. Uh, before he went out, Jair Alexander, arguably the best corner in the NFL. I mean, they have staple bookend pieces uh, and, and, an, and an elite all-time quarterback. And the Green Bay Packers, I, I'm not saying you can – you should win every year. I'm not saying you should go to the Super Bowl every year. I'm not saying you should win every year or get to the final in any sport. It's just impossible, no matter what the circumstances are in any of the pro sports. But with Rodgers, with Green Bay, with all the number one seeds, with all the home field advantage, right, with that roster, I mean, you know, Rodgers has only been to and won one Super Bowl. You know, and that to me isn't enough in, you know, what, 2000, I'm trying to think, 12, I mean, we're dealing with 13 or so years of Aaron Rodgers playing football as a starter. I remember I went to a game at Lambeau in 2008 with a young Aaron Rodgers and a young Matt Ryan. The Packers won. Uh, It was in the fall, so it was really nice weather. Um Went to a Brewers playoff game. I, I, I've always liked Wisconsin. I've always liked Milwaukee. Um, man, I'm telling you. This offseason, it, it's going to be a really rocky one for Green Bay. And, you know, we thought last year was rocky, right? Like, we really did. Um, because of the Aaron Rodgers drama. Boy, I don't think it's going to compare to anything in this offseason. And frankly, the Rodgers story, it's going to be a daily thing from now until we know where he's going to be in 2022 for this season, right? I mean, it's going to be it's going to be uh swirling all over the NFL draft. It's going to be off-season hot topics. It's going to be uh discussed at ad nauseum, no question. Um where do the Green Bay Packers go from here? You know, I understand that Aaron Rodgers, and I'm going to start with him, and then I'm going to kind of go through a little bit of the free agent side of things and and maybe check out the draft uh, as well. Um, Here's the thing with with Aaron Rodgers, okay? Maybe it's just getting to the point where, like, the four- or five-year girlfriend is just wearing you out, and you're just not getting anywhere, and you know that this is not going to end together. Uh, same can apply for the boyfriend, obviously, right? You're tired of the five-year-old boyfriend. Oh, he's, you know, sitting on his ass. He's not, you know, he's, 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 he's twiddling his thumbs. He's not proposing. He's all that stuff. Maybe that's the situation here with Green Bay. Maybe it's just time. <laughs> you know, maybe these two sides have exhausted everything. The Packers certainly have exhausted every resource you could possibly exhaust. They have drafted so well the last two, three, four years. They have struck in free agency. They listened to Aaron Rodgers. They went out and got him guys he wanted. They brought back Randall Cobb, right? 
like the Packers beefed up the defense. Uh, Rodgers complained about the roster left and right, but they beefed up the defense. They needed a corner. They got Eric Stokes. You know, they, I mean, my God, they have layers of linebackers. I mean, I, you know, this team, they went out and got Pachorkas. I mean, this team, it, it, my God, I mean, what else could you ask for on this? You have a two-headed monster at running back, A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones. You have great, really good coaches. I, I mean, what else do you, do you, do you have to do? What else do you need? They fall into this trap every single year with a team like the Niners who just come in and they just bully the Packers around. People are not afraid to play Green Bay in Lambeau, be at Lambeau because you saw it again. Green Bay is just blah. They don't, something's missing. I don't know if it's an energy thing. I think maybe that is something to do with it. You know, not playing that one week. Did they get, you know, too comfortable listening to people pick them to go to the Super Bowl? I don't know. But Aaron Rodgers really deserves a lot of the blame in this situation and in past situations. Aaron Rodgers played like garbage against the 49ers. Now, look, you can point to 20 for 29, 225 yards. He had a 91.9 rating. You can point to, well, he only had nine incompletions. You can point to the rating all day long. I don't care. Sometimes numbers don't show the true story. Listen, Green Bay <clears throat> couldn't get in the end zone through the air. Okay? They scored 10 points. They were shut out in the second and third quarters, respectively. With Aaron Rodgers, who many people say is the most talented quarterback they've ever seen. You know, he's he's a, a top five you know, or a top top five to ten quarterback, maybe higher. If he win, if he wins the second ring, he's going to be number one. All, you hear all this stuff all the time, right? And I love Aaron Rodgers. There was a point in time before Josh Allen came along and before this current Bills regime, uh, where Aaron Rodgers was my favorite player in the NFL. He really was. He 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 was. He still is, but he was must see. And and I root for and I want Green Bay to win. You know, if Buffalo's not in it. Um, I, I don't know, man. This Rodgers thing, maybe it's coming to an end. And, and here's the thing. I think a lot of people in this modern era of pro football, with all the passing, right, all the offense, all the rules tailored towards the offense, I think people lose sight of how many player, how many elite quarterbacks we've had in the history of the game. I am not taking anything away from the guys we've seen the last couple of decades, from Brady to Peyton Manning to Big Ben to Drew Brees to Russell Wilson to Aaron Rodgers, you know, to this new wave with Allen and Lamar and Herbert and Mahomes, right? Like, even in Eli Manning, right? You want to stretch it? Even Brett, okay. Well, Brett Favre is in kind of a different era now, so I'll leave him there. But, but, but this group, this last 15, 20 years group, even extend it down if you want a little bit to Philip Rivers, Eli Manning, blah, blah, blah. You get where I'm going. But we've had guys like Otto Graham, Johnny Unitas, Bart Starr. Now, I'll stop right there before I continue on because those guys to the modern football, oh, it wasn't football. It wasn't football then. Guys were slower. They were smaller. They were this. They were that. Okay, those those things are all true except for the not football part. Um Back then, in that respective era, they played hard-nosed, physical, 
super, super tough football. You think about the Sam Huffs of the world and all the rest, and then eventually guys like, you know, Ray Nitschke and, and, and Dick Buckus and all that. Um, you know, those guys at that time were big enough and strong enough and good enough. And, and, and the way the style was played, it was within the realm, right, of, of what they do, did offensively. Certainly not how it is now. <clears throat> but those guys then were the guys I just mentioned the last 20 years. Otto Graham is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Dual threat, all that sort of thing. He's a pioneer. Bart Starr, Unitas. Then you go through the airs. And you go to Terry Bradshaw, Roger Staubach. You go to uh, Fran Tarkenton. You go to Dan Fouts. You go to Joe Montana. You go to John Elway. You know, you go to Brett Favre. You go to a ton of these guys, a ton of these Hall of Fame quarterbacks, Troy Aikman, you know, through the years. And I think people lose sight of how many elite quarterbacks we have had because you're just automatically like, oh, well, it's Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, one, two, three. And it's like, well, what about John Elway? What about Joe Montana? Um, it's easy for the modern football fan to get caught up in all the offense and all the excitement and all the passing and the rules that, are, you know, benefit the offense, forgetting that, hey, maybe some other guys are actually, you know, better quarterback, Jim Kelly, Dan Marino, you know, maybe, maybe even guys who don't have rings are better quarterbacks all time than Aaron Rodgers, right? Aaron Rodgers with that one ring and all his numbers and the generational stuff and the arm talent, blah, blah. Most people will put Rodgers ahead of Fouts, Tarkenton, Marino, and Kelly. But I'm here to tell you that Dan Marino was as good, if not better, than Aaron Rodgers. I'm a diehard Buffalo Bills fan. I watched the Bills play him twice a year, and it was intense every week because you feared Dan Marino going off for 400 yards. You did. And if he had just gotten a little bit more help from the front office, built the defense a little bit better, maybe add in one offensive weapon to you know, the Mark Duper, Mark Clayton, you know, Smith running back and, and, and the O-line and Richmond Webb and all that, you know, and I've had Richmond on this show uh, plenty of times and, and, and look, talk to him about Dan Marino, okay? If I know how good Dan Marino was, talk to Richmond Webb. You know, Dan Marino probably, to me, for me, for me and my money, is probably a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers, even without the ring, right? So, like, I don't have Aaron Rodgers in my top three, in my top four, in my top five. I have Joe, Joe Montana, I have Tom Brady, I have John Elway, you know, um, Tom Brady, John Elway, Tom, uh, Montana, Brady, Montana, Brady, Elway, you know, eh, probably Unitas, you know, and, and then from there, I, I don't know, I mean, I think you could take a bunch of different guys, um, you know, Rodgers, you know, maybe he's a top tenner for me. Maybe he's a top eighter for me. Uh, maybe maybe seven. I, you know, I'd have to put that list together again. Um, but Rodgers in the playoffs, man, it, it's really hurting his overall career. Um, even with the ring, it's hurting him. Because I think a lot of people are seeing now the last 10 years, right, seven and seven at home in playoff games for the Packers. A lot of people are starting to open up their eyes and being like, dude, this guy blows in January. He blows. And he's got the roster. He's got the front office. He's got the coaching. He's got the home field advantage. He got the bye week. He, he has everything. And he's just not performing in the playoffs. Period. He's not. You know? A-Rod, A-Rod. See the comparison? One ring each. A-Rod helped carry the Yankees in 2009. Other than that, he's been a choke artist. 
Aaron Rodgers won ring, carried him in that season. He's been an elite, unbelievable talent for years and years and years, just like Alex Rodriguez, minus the steroids. One ring each, postseason failures. There's a lot in common between the two guys. Elite all-time players, don't get me wrong, unbelievable. But, man, do they stink in the playoffs. Rodgers stinks in January. He does. And so now we look at the roster, you know. Maybe it is time to move on. You know, you trade Aaron Rodgers. I know you're going to have to go through a growing pain year or two, probably, if you go with Jordan Love, or you could just go and try to find another quarterback. Would somebody be willing to trade an elite quarterback to you if you could move Aaron Rodgers, a la Russell Wilson, right? Uh, Somebody like that. Uh, But if you're going to get like a journeyman quarterback or you're going to play Jordan Love, your regular season wins are coming down by at least three or four because Rodgers does make, you know, he makes a difference. Elite quarterbacks, you know, you're a 13, 12, 13 win team instead of a 10, 11 win team. In some cases, more than that. And so you'll go through the growing pains, but maybe it's worth going through the growing pains so you don't have to deal with the daily drama. Matt LaFleur is going to push like hell to get Rodgers back. Who knows how that's going to go. Um, but I'm, I'm here to tell you that it might just be time. It might just be time. And within that time, you could get an unbelievable load. You probably could get two one. I mean, for example, Philadelphia, right? And I know Rodgers will want to go somewhere to try and win one. I think if he went somewhere and won one, or even if he comes back to Green Bay and they win one before, you know, as, as soon as next year or whenever that is, I think the second he wins another championship, he's retiring. I don't think Aaron Rodgers has the Tom Brady thing going. Like, I got to play till I'm 45, 46, maybe 50. And who knows? Brady has been hitting more at walking away recently. But, like, I don't think Rodgers has that in his blood. I just don't. I mean, look at the offseason this past year, right? He probably could have walked away from football and been fine. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'll just hang out in Hawaii for four more months, and then I'll go host Jeopardy, make a nice, cool $15 million doing that, and, you know, save my body and yeah, go do something else. I mean, who knows, right? It's been ingrained. It has been cemented and solidified in Tom Brady's head. The chip on the shoulder, six-round pick, still lives with him to this day, and he's made it to 10 Super Bowls and won seven. That ain't Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams, let's go through the free agents, right? Like, there's some big pieces here for the Packers. Like, what do you do? I think it's very obvious. Adams has publicly said he ain't, he wants Aaron Rodgers. He ain't, you know, staying if Aaron Rodgers is gone. He said that. Well, if Aaron Rodgers stays and is in Green Bay, it's obviously a no-brainer that Aaron Rodgers needs Devontae Adams and the Packers need Devontae Adams to get to the Super Bowl. Here's the only thing, though. If I'm Matt LaFleur, I'm bringing back Devontae Adams and company. I'm talking to Brian Gutekiss, but here's what I'm telling you. Hey, Aaron Rodgers, in the postseason this year, do not zero in all the time on Devontae Adams. We understand he's arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL, but in the 49er game, that dude constantly, constantly, Aaron Rodgers was targeting Devontae Adams. Constantly. And it's like, he had guys over the middle, on the ends. He 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 had Alan Lazard wide open multiple times. Same thing with Cobb and Mercedes Lewis. Aaron Jones got the ball nine nine receptions for 129 yards. 
and that's nice. And he was open and he took, you know, what the defense gave him with Jones, but not with anybody else. And he just zeroes in, zeroes in, zeroes in, zeroes in. And again, it's twofold. One, Adams is one of the best players in the NFL. But on the other side of it, it's like, dude, if guys are open and Adams is double teamed and he can't make a difference, like get the yards, get the first down and then reset. So that's where I'm at with that. If you don't bring Rodgers back, you know, Adams isn't going to want to come back anyway. So you cut ties with Adams and then it becomes a real offensive rebuild. It's going to be a struggle, but you get some pieces back and all the rest head coaching, you know, LaFleur is pretty good. I mean, maybe you can kind of weather the storm and make the postseason. Maybe you miss the postseason a year or two and you develop people. I don't know. But Rodgers and Adams, I think it's two peas in a pod there. I think if Rodgers is back in Green Bay, you got to sign Adams. If you trade Rodgers, uh, Adams ain't going to want to be there anyway. Uh, if you, you could try to, you know, reel him back in, but I think you'd have to reel him back in with an elite quarterback. I think you'd have to make a move to get a big-time guy. Um, you know, Kevin King at corner. Uh, you know, I, I think a lot of the secondary pieces that they have, Russell Douglas had a great year. I think you got to bring him back. Um, I think really all the, all the secondary pieces uh, I would try to bring back. Uh, Devondre Campbell at outside linebacker was unbelievable this year with the um, injuries to Green Bay. I think you got to bring him back. Um, Equimania St. Brown, I, I wouldn't bring him back. Uh, Oren Burks, maybe a depth piece, but if you can get him on the cheap. Uh, Corey Bajorkas, my God, the Packers were so bad on special teams against 49ers, uh, against the 49ers. They had, you know, they had the block punt for the touchdown, which was the biggest play of the game. And then they had a field goal blocked. I mean, the Packers were atrocious on special teams. They've got to shore that up in the NFL draft. There's no question about that. Um, and then just some kind of other areas. I mean, Alan Lazard, Valdez Scantling. I mean, I like those guys as complementary pieces, but if you don't have Aaron Rodgers, do you bring them back? Is it more likely you bring them back? It might be because clearly in the biggest games, and I know Valdez Scantling's been battling injuries and all the rest. Um, by the way, Lazard only made $675,000 this year and Valdez Scantling made just over 669000 I mean, that's unbelievable. Like, Equimania St. Brown made $850,000. You could have three complementary pieces at around $3 million total next year if you're Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers is not back and you get a haul for Rodgers, like a number one clear-cut wide receiver, you know, I mean, hell, I'd, I'd go right to Tennessee even. I mean, I know Ryan Tano, I don't know what his contract status is like, but for God's sakes, they're not going to go and get over the top without an elite quarterback. Tannehill stinks. Three interceptions in the playoffs against Cincy. Give me a break. Aaron Rodgers goes to Tennessee. Now, look, you might have to give up A.J. Brown, but let's say you give up Brown and, you know, two, three picks, and you go out and draft a couple of receivers. You've got Aaron Rodgers. Maybe maybe you, then you go sign a couple of his guys from Green Bay. Maybe you sign Devontae Adams, right? I mean, so there's ways around this. A team that gets Aaron Rodgers, maybe you go sign Devontae Adams. All I'm saying is that Rodgers didn't use these guys like he should have in the postseason. Period. End of discussion. I mean, he didn't. He didn't, he did, he didn't go underneath. He didn't, he didn't take the stuff that the defense gave him. He just didn't do that. So uh, they got you know, to figure this thing out. But that's kind of where I lie with Green Bay. Uh, with all the free agents and all the rest. But York is, eh, you know, he had a punt block. It, it was poor blocking. I'd probably bring him back. He's a pretty good punter. Um, and then everybody else is kind of hit and miss. I think everybody else, it's kind of like, if you can get him at bargain basement prices, great. If you can't, you move on from him. But I do think the secondary pieces in Devondre Campbell are super important. And then everything obviously revolves 
around Aaron Rodgers. Mike Lindsley with you. It's an ML Sports Platter episode here. Thanks for listening at Mike L Sports on Twitter. We are brought to you by Liverpool Physical Therapy, Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, Welch and Company Jewelers, and our great friends at Stanley Law Offices together. They'll work to get you the maximum reward. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.